The NCAA is making like Marvin Gaye and saying that Louisville has to give it up. That's their basketball title, that is. Also, a picture of Jennifer Lawrence is making headlines, and not in the normal way. This is a glamorous picture, but maybe a little too glamorous. And the Arm With Me hashtag movement has been launched based on the school shooting last week as teachers are asking to be armed, but we'll go a little deeper than that. But these stories were not as big as the real top 10 stories. These were great stories, not top 10-ish stories based on your response this week. So we'll find out in just a moment which stories you thought were the tops on the weekly wrap-up show for the week ending February the 24th, 2018. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Coopin-Payne. This podcast from This Is A Conversation is a weekly wrap-up. That's why it's called a weekly wrap-up show of the top 10 stories, plus some extra stories in there that you determine via social media. We put our headlines or the headlines of the world out there on social media, and you respond to them. And the more we interaction they get, the more likes, the more loves, the more replies, the more hates. We rank them up, put them in a spreadsheet, and we tell you how they ranked out at the end of the week. And it's very simple to be a part of how this whole thing goes. Just follow our social media feeds on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. On Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. And the more you interact with the stories, obviously, the higher they go. Now, we do this as a way to make sure we're having the best conversations with the best people literally around the world. This show reaches about a dozen different countries every single week in its podcast and we get a chance to talk to you about the best conversations. Sometimes here in the States, we get stuck on a headline, a chyron, a story that is breaking, but tends to break for two, three days. We had that last week with the school shooting because that's how things go. We have this regularly with Trump sightings, which is how things go. So to make sure we get in as many stories, interesting stories, funny stories, sometimes totally irrelevant stories that just sort of catch my attention, we throw them out there and you tell us how you respond to them how well you like them, and what is really more or less the more important stories of the week. We'll have that in the show in a bit. Unfortunately, the streak is no longer live as far as interviews are concerned. Uh, we just had issues, consequences, circumstances, all sort of whatever stances, instances happen today uh, on the personal level of my life and the professional level. A lot of work things crash into each other at the very wrong time to leave my personal life, the open hour I had to take care of the interview, untaken careable, so we won't have a great interview. We'll reschedule that guest. I'm almost glad I don't get a chance to pre-promote these guests at this point in time because of the way it happens. I'm not so glad that it's so real time that it has to happen essentially in a window for the news because then we can maybe sandwich some in or get some redone and have some ready to go. But we'll do some extra housekeeping in the second segment. No interview segment to play the brackets. I guess technically I'll go through the brackets and I might talk about some of the stories again. You know, just we'll talk about them in a moment. But we'll deal with that and maybe I'll give out the full list of who's on my wish list so I can disappoint them and disappoint myself in rescheduling interviews with them on along the way. Because hopefully one of you people knows one of these people and can eventually hook me up. But first, let's get to the meat, the heart, the top of the stories, and that's the top 10 stories for this week. As we said, these are voted on or determined by you via your interaction with our social media throughout the week. So let's go ahead and get started. 
The number 10 story this week begins with the headline, Texas Roadhouse Shooting, Four People Hit Outside San Antonio Steakhouse, Suspect at Large. This we posted on Monday. It was updated on Thursday, the 19th, where police were seeking a suspect after a six-year-old boy and three adults were shot in the parking lot of a popular San Antonio Steakhouse, Texas Roadhouse, and National Chain, of course. The police chief says two adults' injuries were life-threatening at the time. The boy shot in the leg. He was expected to survive, and he's doing fine. All four victims were related, i.e. they were a family, and they're still looking for the shooter as far as I can tell. No update on this particular story that we went back to, but it shows that we had a long week of different and difficult stories to get through for this full week. Going next to the number nine story this week. Number nine story gets a jump in response of 3.41%. It's not a lot, and we get very, very, very much over the edge as we get closer to the number one story. But it's enough to push it ahead to the number nine spot and distinguish it there. The headline is, Google just launched another answer to Apple Pay. Uh, this we put down on Tuesday this week. And Google is already in the automatic pay business or the NC, NFC, you know, touch your phone type of business for paying for things. But what they did was they relaunched a, their, their app, resetting their focus to sort of get a jump on it. They actually began this, the whole thing. Uh, Google Wallet, something that was set up a long time ago where you essentially put money in some sort of online banking account and then you use that for checkouts. Didn't quite go so well, so it was wrapped up into the Android Pay system, which is being phased out for a brand new Google Pay system, which will basically mimic everything that Apple Pay does. So if you think Apple is great, what you always find from Apple is they usually stole it from someone else, and then someone after that will improve on it, and then that's basically where it goes from there. The Android Pay will go away. The Google Pay will come up, and you have another way to pay for things, which does get a bit more confusing in this era where most of us are now cashless. The number eight story this week, this is a bump in response of 4.4% from the nine. And this one goes to natural disasters, a couple natural disasters in this week. Volcanic blast reshapes summit of Indonesia's Mount Sinneberg. Uh, this one was posted on Tuesday, and it is as simple as the headline sounds. A volcano erupted, and it was big enough, the blast was strong enough to reshape the summit of a mountain, the mountain where the volcano is, Mount Sinneberg. It's happening in Jakarta, Indonesia, where the eruption of the mountain shot ash at least five kilometers or three miles high and blew it well away from the mountain summit. And, of course, large, large enough that it basically reshaped the actual summit, reshaped the mountain that powerful. Don't mess around with Mother Nature because she can really show you every so often just how mean she can be. She actually does it again when she comes up in story number seven this week. A 7.37 jump in this one. Strong earthquake hits southern Mexico. And earthquakes is something that we've seen fairly often here in the States and around the world. Earthquakes are basically the the most common natural disaster, if you will, as tremors from the earth happened with the, with the plates moving around all the time. Of course, we talk a lot about it here in Arkansas. We're on a big fault that one day will burst and split the nation in half, they say. But we talk more about it in the, in the narrative of the California type where people think a fault will happen and that state will fall into the ocean. Very strong tremors hit um, 
uh, state in Mexico, which I will refuse to uh, to say because I always mess it up. But a 7.2 magnitude earthquake did hit southwestern Mexico, causing buildings to shake in the capital of Mexico City, about 350 kilometers. That's 217 miles away. So that tells you the strength, the power, the sheer force of these things. As I just said, literally in the last story, don't mess with Mother Nature. She'll show you just how mean she can be. This next story shows you just how good some people can be in the wake of tragedy. It's the number six story for this week. It gets a bumper response from the five of 5.88%. And it is from the headline, West Point posthumously admits shooting victim Peter Wayne to class of 2015. Now, we know about the tragedy that happened last week with the shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida. And we know about all of the hubbub that it's turning into. We'll have more stories than that in the, the show today. But this is one that's very touching, and it goes a little bigger. This is the one headline we put out, and we put this headline out specifically on Tuesday, this Tuesday. But as the story goes, the U.S. Military Academy is possibly admitting Florida school shooting Peter Wang, uh, who wanted to come to that academy, into its class, class of 2015 to be specific. Uh, This funeral was actually on Tuesday, so that's when they announced that the 15-year-old was going to be in the class of 2015. They sent the letter of admission, uh, giving honorary tokens, and then, of course, um, showing love to the community of Florida as well, what was going on. Wang died, of course, in uniform uh, while uh, attacking or, or trying to prevent the attacker from getting to a group of students, holding the door open so they could get out of the way, shot by, of course, Nicholas Cruz, one of the 17 people who died at the Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland uh, last week. Also, uh, something that's really great on this one, the military will give total military honors to the three students who died in uniform, in their RTC uniforms for that uh, in that day. I don't have all three names in front of me, but uh, they're going to get the full military honors for their burials. Uh, it's uh, amazing that that. It was amazing that we stepped up to this. I say we as a former member of the military that we stepped up to this one. This was a no-brainer in all the ugliness that happened uh, coming from the event and even up to now after event. It's amazing uh, sometimes what it takes to just do something simple and do something right on the first try. Let's move on now to the next story. This is the five story this week. It gets a bumper response of just 1.85% from the six. Maze Runner writer James Dashner responds to misconduct claims. Now, Maze Runner is a book or a series of books, young adult novels, that were turned into a film series, uh, which the final one was released a few weeks ago, which puts the author and I guess all the people in that sort of in the spotlight. The author of the book says he's going to seek counseling, follow some claims of misconduct. He put this out on social media on Thursday the 15th. The story was posted on Friday the 16th, the threshold for our week to week. So that's where that goes. Now, we know there's a whole lot of Harvey Weinstein effect that I, I didn't essentially coin it, but I say that a lot. I've been saying it lately. And then the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movements. And so Dashner says he's going to seek counseling and guidance. And that's a quote uh, to address many accusations of people who've reached out to say that he's not been so appropriate in issues. The details at this point, some of the details for most of these people aren't all that important. Some of them aren't even as dire as some may seem. But we are taking the time now to reevaluate all of our lives and all our actions, stupid, unstupid, um, forced, unforced, and whether or not we could have done better 
And the big part is to make sure we do better moving forward because sometimes you can't get past the stupid of old, but the stupid of old should always motivate you to be not as stupid in the future. That may not be profound, but I just said it. Now, the fourth story for this week, Marilyn Manson ends show early after rambling meltdown. Fans want refunds. Of course they do. 43.64% jump from the number five story. And we go to a what should be just a normal old concert by Marilyn Manson doing his Marilyn Manson thing. Still a very popular act all these many years as as you find as as you find that you know older people have more disposable income they are more than happy to spend lots of money on big time shows and Marilyn Manson gave a big performance for New York uh and of course it was a shocker not because he's a shock rock guy but because it got started 90 minutes late that happens uh he starts telling people off on stage just acted weird played about five songs couldn't get it through had a meltdown and then just walked off the stage Obviously, people weren't happy and, well, people wanted their money back. At least the source from the story, which we got off of TMZ, I paid about 260 for two tickets and, yeah, they wanted a refund. Moving into the number three story this week, headline, Supreme Court asked to review making a murderer confession. We posted this on Wednesday of this week, Wednesday the 21st of February, if you need that. 18.35 jump from the number four story. This is from the AP. I'm just going to read a couple lines from the story just to make sure you get the gist of the story. Lawyers for a Wisconsin inmate featured in the Making a Murderer series on Netflix asked the U.S. Supreme Court on Tuesday to review a federal appeals court decision that held his confessions was voluntary. Brendan Darcy's legal team told the high court in their petition that the case raises crucial issues that extend far beyond Darcy's case alone and that long have divided state and federal courts. Dacey's lawyers claim investigators took advantage of his youth and intellectual and social disabilities to coerce him into falsely confessing that he had helped his uncle, Stephen Avery, rape and kill photographer Teresa Hallback in 2005 in the Avery family's junkyard in Manitowoc County. Dacey was 16 at the time. He was sentenced to life in prison in 2007. Now, this is another example of new media or newer media coming up and changing the course of how things are going with uh, fresher eyes and a better chance to investigate. The Making a Murder series was something that was very popular on Netflix. In fact, all true crime-ish type stories, including old school Dateline TV, which most people can't get away from on Saturday nights when it comes back into full season. It's just the stories bring you in. These stories are deep. These stories are troubling, but they're always very, very interesting, very entertaining, number one. And it makes people think. And so when people start to think and people from outside the situation think about things, they start to come up with different conclusions than what may have happened in the heat of the moment. What does that mean for all of us? Well, Chances are you probably haven't done any seriously convictable offense, and chances are you probably won't have a documentary made about it. But if you do, it could mean that the second look, people who uh, show either sympathy or just want to get a little deeper into the story than what the people who are living it and just kind of want a conviction to go away, will get into. We'll see whether this case gets reopened and how things will happen in this one. Now, let's move on to number two story for this week. It gets a jump in response of 63.1% of the three. It happened on Sunday, at least we posted on Sunday. It happened Saturday night, actually. Chicago Blackhawks fans ejected after making racially charged taunts to Devontae Smith-Pelly. Now, here's something that we don't often think about. 
there's a lot, there's a lot of darker skinned people, won't necessarily say African Americans, because some of them do come from other countries. There's a lot of people that are black people playing hockey. It's a kind of a joke that you don't see black folks in hockey. But because of the athleticism, because of the skill, because it takes a different skill set that takes a little bit of effort and a lot of time, it's not exactly as easy as getting put a ball in someone's hand and let them running around in the street or dribble on a court. So hockey is a very competitive, very skillful sport, and there are plenty of black people in the sport. Unfortunately, there's plenty of people who are so shocked by this that they freak out when they see one. Uh, this happened to Washington Capitals forward Devontae Smith-Pelly. When he went to the penalty box after a fight, 8 minutes and 36 seconds into the third period on Saturday night, last Saturday night's game in the United Center, four fans sitting in your glass, probably drunk, a little rowdy, this is hockey after all, chanted basketball, basketball, basketball at him because he's black. And basketball is offensive. Well, in this sense it is, but that's essentially the best they could do. Uh, after getting a little rowdy and getting a little bit um, higher in their uh, taunts, they actually got pulled from the game, pulled from the stadium and sent out, which is the right thing to do every single time. Uh, by the way, because February is Black History Month, and so around this nation, the United States, we celebrate black, African-American, African culture uh, for its triumphs. In hockey, the NHL also participates by saying hockey is for everyone month, which is based on inclusion of everyone, because hockey is normally known as a whitish sport played by Canadians and Europeans. But as I said earlier in my not-so-elegant monologue, it's a whole lot of black folks on the ice and playing very well in the series, in the sport. It should get more love, but it's sort of regional unless you have a hockey team. If you have a hockey team, trust me, you will watch it, you will follow it, you will love it. But it's hard for people who are around, not around that culture, to get into it. Meanwhile, good guys sort of win on this one as they eject the guys for being jerks at the game. And the number one story this week which came to me as a total surprise as it went out the gates and was just gangbusters top from being posted. We posted it on Monday, Monday, February the 19th. The headline, Ice Dancer Gabriel Papadakis, which I totally butchered, devastated after wardrobe malfunction. Now, this story gets a 295% jump from the number two story in response. That's how many more times you guys responded to between the two and the one this week. It got a jump in response from the 10 story, which, of course, was a shooting at the Texas Roadhouse of 1,269%. And for our almost relevant story this week, by the way, it's listed as number 98 on the week, 13,288% more responses than that one. Let's go to the Winter Olympics, shall we? And let's go to ice dancing. As we left the ice for hockey, regular season hockey, of course, this is one of the many, many sports that only comes out or we only care about during the Olympics. Ice dancing, not ice skating, not figure skating, not ice racing. Ice dancing, two people dancing on the ice. And a French ice dancer named Gabriel Papadakis, which I butchered again, uh, had some issues with a wardrobe malfunction. This is not the first wardrobe malfunction on the ice in the Winter Olympics this season. In fact, there, I think there were about five pretty big ones. This one was the one that we posted, and this is the one that you guys all responded to. Uh, by the way, she came in second place with an 81.98 alongside um, her partner, 
in the halfway point and, of course, battled through the mishap as her dress was coming down from the top. I guess an issue with halter tops, revealing a good chunk of lower part of her breast in the issue, which can be not only embarrassing, but I'm sure not exactly extremely comfortable in the session. So hockey, well, hockey did make it, although it was professional hockey, and ice skating did make it, ice dancing, I guess, although it's ice. Um, well, let's just let's just end it here. That's the top ten stories for this week, as compiled by you. And you people like ice dancing. That's how it got into the top ten this week, literally, because you responded to it via Twitter and Facebook, and it was so overwhelmingly responded to. So many people liked it, loved it, shared it, replied to it, that it got to the tops by large, extremely insane numbers. And you can make sure the story coming up this week is just as hot by Go on to social media, following us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook. This is the conversation dot com. And when you see a story out there, you like it, you love it, you share it, you reply to it, you reply to me, you complain to me about the story, whatever. The more response it gets, the higher it goes up to the top of the top. And it gets into the first segment with the top stories just like this one. Coming up in just a bit, we'll talk to Reverend Ken Blanchard. I'm not sure how in-depth he is on ice dancing, but we'll give him a chance to talk about it if that's his choice as he plays the brackets. And we go through the life of a pretty amazing guy. So that's happening in just a bit here from This Is The Conversation's weekly wrap-up show for the week ending February 24th, 2018. Conversation server panel is a way for me to get you in contact with people who really need deep insight thoughts. We were contacted this week by a school district who was looking to do some research, getting some focal work on the thoughts and processes of guns in schools and whether they should probably think about having more armed resource officers or have some other response for school shootings based on the big news happening in headlines. It's still stretching along a week after it happened. So there are people who are looking for your opinions on really heavy issues, and there are companies who just want to get your opinion on products and services that they're putting out to the market. But they need you, and they will pay you, and I'm trying my best to get you in contact with them. So how's that happen? Go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel, thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel, and fill out the survey. It's a quick survey that gets us some information so we can put you in the demographics that the people are looking for, and we'll send you surveys as they come by. And here's the deal. If we tell you this survey will pay, we will pay you for the survey after the completion of the whole survey period. That's simple. You won't have to requalify the overqualified to underqualified to requalify and spend 30 minutes trying to qualify for a survey to find out you didn't qualify and feel like you wasted 30 minutes trying to earn 15 cents. This will get you paid, guaranteed, upon your completion of the survey sent to you after the completion of the survey period. So check it out. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel and apply for the survey panel today.
Not the most glorious day for broadcasting here in the studios in Little Rock on the weekend ending February 24th, February 23rd, specifically that Friday. It is, um, it's been a crazy day, let's put it just like that. The city is seeing severe flooding going on for locally. I've had all sort of crazy things going wrong at my job, which gets in the way of my wannabe job of doing podcasting and stuff. And it seems like the news hounds are just going off on things on top things on top things. We should have plenty of interesting things in next week's stories and some already uh, looking at some pretty top hits for next week based on just a couple of hours of playing around with what's going on and posting things out there on social media. Right now we're seeing some really big response uh, to a story about another school issue, a school which was shut down in the, on the West Coast because of an ex-NFL player sending off a disturbing Instagram message. And the breaking news at the moment that will probably stick with us for the next couple hours is a vehicle, a White House security vehicle, hitting a barrier at the White House driven by apparently a former Secret Service agent who had some mental issues. I don't have the full story on that one yet. We just posted a headline. I'm still going through that right now. Obviously, I'm recording a show here, so I can't really dig into the headlines and do the research part that makes the things really go on. So that's a bit troubling on my end, but we're going to make it work anyway. So we're making this thing work. We're not going to take off the week. We're going to be disappointed in not having an interview this week, but we're going to do our best to regroup and have something next week. Actually, to be totally honest, I sent out some flyers, some feelers this week, and still kind of open for next week. So we may be on a disappointing route that route if you are one to get disappointed in the actual brackets. Now let's talk about the brackets again. The brackets is the game show version of this podcast. It's something to make the interview a little bit more interesting to get people talking about the stories of the week without me necessarily leading them into the stories. I can lead them more or less into the interview about themselves, but we give them the top 10 stories and give them a chance to play off each story to see which story is a better story to them to talk about coming up with their top story of the week via the brackets. You know the top 10 you just heard a moment ago, and we were going to have the player play the brackets come up that way. This is something that I think is fun, I think is interesting, and the people who play it tell me it's a very interesting and a a unique way to uh, kind of make them think about the news and what's going on. Because, like, uh, one example was Jay Jackson was, yeah, I forgot about that one thing happened, but played against this other one, I'm going to say that this thing is better than the other, things like that. Makes you think about which stories that you think are more important when you put them side by side, one by one. Hopefully you enjoy it. If you don't, feel free to send any information you want to, any feedback to info at jclevenpain.net, and we shall take it all into consideration. Now, along with you getting a chance to play the brackets at home, the home version of the game, if you will, if you're old enough to remember that, you can do this by going to the rankings page on the website. This is the conversation.com. All these things are listed at the main website. So just go to the main website to look for the specific things we have. The rankings game is a ranking of the top 10 stories of the week every single week put there where you can drag them and drop them into the order that you like to have them in. So you wrap it up with your own top 10. And if you have a pretty good top 10, you can be chosen to win a gift card, $10 Starbucks card, to get coffee on us. We love coffee. We love tea. We love all sorts of beverages, even the ones that um, are inebriated-ish. That's not a word. Uh, But Starbucks doesn't offer that in most places. So right now you're stuck with coffee, teas, and hot chocolates and milks. 
Other things you can do at the website we already talked about in our promo section about the conversation survey panel. Join the survey panel for a chance to get paid for surveys on a regular basis as people come to the conversation and come to the offices to ask about getting info on various items, various thoughts, various things in the community. Uh, We will reach out to you guys and if you're nearby and if you're in the demographic they're looking for and sometimes if you're just in the kitty to take the survey. Sometimes you're really just looking for general information we will send it out and if it's a survey we tell you that you're going to get paid on you'll get paid on, guaranteed. Of course, my wish list, the biggest thing about this thing here where we have the conversation interview is the chance to talk to people, and as this thing grows into a larger format and to a larger audience, we're looking to de- grab some larger type fish, if you will. I'm not going to jinx the fish we had this week because I think he's a pretty large fish, but uh, we're looking for some folks that are famous, and I have some people who are specifically on this list that are not necessarily in any particular order, just sort of how they cut into the list and how we'd like to talk to them. And if you know anybody else that's famous, we'll take them as well. Info at jclevenpain.net is a great place to send them for that one as well. Here's the quick list of names. I won't go into all of the whys, but here's a quick list of the names we have listed as our current listing on the wish list. Noah Kagan, LeBron James, Billy Idol, J.K. Simmons, Ice-T, T.J. Holmes, Chris Cuomo, Joe Scarborough, and Diamond Dallas Page. And we'll, we add them periodically. Every so often, somebody will pop up on radio or TV, some sort of media venue. Yes, I say radio because I work in radio. I listen to a lot of radio and radio around the nation, some of it around the world, actually. And so some will pop up in some interview or some sort of promo or maybe a movie or something, and they'll remind me of something, and they'll go on the list. And we have reasons why we want to I talk to these people. Some questions there. You can see the reasons why. And if you know them, as you said, send me an email directly, j, uh, info at jcliffandpain.net, and we will do our best to not mess that up. So hopefully you can help a brother out in that one, help us grow this whole thing into something that is massive and crazy and all sorts of massive and crazy. Massive and crazy sounds cool. And f- basically the final part of the housekeeping we're going to do today is talk about our sponsors and we have lots and lots well we have a handful of sponsors we have some sponsors we have people who have graciously honored to help us make money and help us keep this thing going on but to do that they have to be supported by listeners like you so click on the sponsors page uh there's a page that says sponsors and there's a listing of some sponsors as well along with some banner ads here or there inside of the website that allows you to reach them instantly and if there's somebody you love let us know if there's a certain sponsor that you like to have us try to reach out to or if there's a certain type of just industry that in general, if it's maybe not the brand name, but it is the actual item, uh, if we're, we need to do more widgets and gidgets, we can do look for more widget and gidget sponsors. If they say, if we tell them that you say you want to hear from them on our show, that's a good incentive to have them on the air. Uh, one quick note on the sponsors. I'll say two quick notes on the sponsors uh, because there's two specifically that are very uh, good to us. Cloud9 Living and Coffee for Less. Uh, they were uh, selected fairly early to reach out to, and they jumped on the bandwagon fairly early uh, when the whole sponsorship thing came up. And they are proud to be able to support a lot of independent podcasters, and they're pretty happy about what they're getting from the response from you guys out there. So thank you so much for taking care of those guys. Coffee for Less and Cloud9 Living, two that I use very exclusively all the time. 
Uh, we use Coffee for Less to get coffee and tea and co- cocoa and things for the office at home, sometimes the office here at work, and the office in my other satellite office. I do, I do my stuff uh, for my church ministry things at church. I have stuff there as well. Also, Cloud9 Living is where we use to purchase gift certificates for the large, extravagant vacations that my wife loves to go on and now that she's feeling much better we'll do a lot more of those as well also ipage ipage is the site that powers our website so they've been always good to me and very glad to be an affiliate of the ipage ipagers that makes no sense and bear mattress as we've jumped on the mattress bandwagon there are plenty of other mattress makers and mattress senders that are out there bear mattress is just one of them so we are we know that that we're behind the way behind eight ball in asking you to buy yourself a mattress. Uh, But from the research we did and then from the talking in getting the sponsorship criteria, which is essentially, will you give us money and are you pretty good product? They will give us money and they're a pretty good product. So bear mattress, check them out. They may be something that's in your price range. If the other ones are a bit out of range, that's one thing that may help you out there as well. Also go small biz. We are small business. We encourage and we support all small business that we can. And this is one company that if you use their services, will support both of us. One, help you get yourself on track. And two, we get a little kickback from what your package is. So there you go. That's essentially it. You want to know more about the conversation? There's also a link that says behind the conversation, which gives you some background. It's being written and rewritten. So the story may get more fantabulous within the weeks to come or it just might be another story we'll see how that goes but check out the website for all the great features including all those great things you can do online and as we said we're looking for fresh blood to get into the conversation survey panel that specifically go to this is the conversation.com slash survey panel everything else accessible at the website this is the conversation.com I am sad to say you missed the President's Day sale for Bear Mattress, but I'm happy to say you did not miss out on the total savings because Bear Mattress has a new winter sale and the alert is on. See the website for more details on how you can get yourself hooked up with up to $125 off the purchase of your next mattress from Bear Mattress. Bear Mattress has bundles that goes along with whatever you need that have the mattress plus the accoutrements that go along with it. And, of course, they have a mattress in whatever size you're looking for. The Queen, the King, the Full, the Twin, uh, the Twin XL, and the California King. If you want to get hooked up, they can take care of you pretty much anywhere, anyway. They send you the mattress to try out. You don't have to stay in the mattress store and kind of lie there and stare weirdly at the salesperson who's wondering if you're going to leave or if you're going to buy. You sleep on it. You literally sleep on it. And if it doesn't work for you, you send it back to them. And they have great technology. You don't realize how much technology we're in the bed. One of their big sellers is the premium graphic gel memory foam with Sellant Technology Mattress. Bear Mattress has this great mattress in all the sizes they have. They will ship into you about four to seven business days. And, of course, it is free via FedEx. Check them out at our website. This is a conversation.com slash bear mattress. And of course, get there now, get there soon. Do not delay. They have a chance to save $125 in their winter sale right now from Bear Mattress.
big thanks going out to each and every one of you listening to the podcast. Everyone who downloaded it themselves, thank you so much. We need the downloads. We love the downloads. And if you're having issues with downloading, let us know. We'll do what we can to work that out as best as possible. And especially for being a part of the community as a whole, being out there in the world. Yes, this thing reaches over a dozen countries from download status and from listening status. But being a part of the global community that is into news, not just what's the headline that is on their TV right there or the silo that tries to feed them what exactly it is they think they need to hear to reinforce some sometimes crazy background noise. This is a group for people who are willing to listen to all the stories, all the headlines, hear from all the angles, and basically take their own judgment as they like to. And we like you to join our community for a greater group. Something we have not really pushed is if you join the Facebook group, you can be a part of the conversation inside there as well. Not the most elegant way to keep the conversation going back and forth, but it does exist. And you can join it by simply going to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash this is conversation and click on the button for groups and join the group. It's pretty simple. If you have a pulse, if you're over 18, if you have a need for more conversation and you're not really spammy or kind of a troll, then you're in. Click the button. We'll let you in there pretty simply. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. TH underscore conversation. So you get all the news as it comes through your feeds, Facebook and Twitter, the main feeds right now. Or just go to our website. This is a conversation dot com. There's a way where you can get the headlines coming through your email. Uh, it's You sign up for essentially a newsletter that feeds the Twitter to the blog to the headline machine. And you can make sure you can see all the headlines and click on them as they come up. Of course, as we say over and over and over again, the more you respond to the questions, the more you give in replies and likes and shares, the higher the scores for each week's question. Each week's story goes and the better chance it gets of reaching into the top 10 or the less it goes, the better chance he has of reaching as the most irrelevant story of the week, or almost, not quite irrelevant, because this one's a pretty big story. 98 specific stories on the week. The headline for this story reads simply like this. Almost every antidepressant headline you've read today is wrong. And there is a issue with antidepressants. The issue is they don't necessarily work on people who aren't seriously depressed. There is a need for the drugs, but if you just have a mild case of depression or essentially just have a tendency to be down in the dumps, is taking some sort of antidepressant really a good thing for you? I know many places you get those types of drugs when you're about to take surgeries to help you calm you down and things, but is it really good? This is a pretty extensive study that was done. Uh, they went over 21 antidepressant drugs. They went over 500 different different prescriptions over a pretty big point of time to keep up with the whole study and see how well it would work out. And what we found out is they work, but maybe not as well as we think they work. So just because you see an ad for some sort of antidepressant on TV, you can talk to your doctor about it. That's a very good idea. So don't think that's necessarily the the magical pill for lack of a better term, to say that will fix whatever actually ails you. And once again, that story is so irrelevant, at least by your standards. It did go up pretty late. We didn't post it until Thursday night of the 22nd of this week, but so irrelevant that it was 13,288% times less notable than the number one story, the ice dancer with the wardrobe malfunction. You know, there were a lot of those going on, at least a lot of, a lot of ice dancing and a good bit of wardrobe malfunctioning. 
now. So we're running out of time, about six minutes left in the show. So let's get in the final wrap-up of the top 11, starting off with the 11 story that is the headline. Former Trump aide Rick Gates to plead guilty, agrees to testify against Manafort, sources say. Rick Gates caught up in the sweep of the Russian investigation, and he will turn on Manafort. Paul Manafort already in trouble with this big thing. No one is exactly... No one was really ratted out Trump specifically yet or anybody who was on the higher echelon. But right now, the minor players in the whole thing so far, the ones that had the most chances of connections, a lot of these guys were working with Russians before the campaign started. It's putting them in hot water, making them t- big targets. And it looks like the Mueller investigation is finding an easy way to flip a lot of these guys. We'll see how this investigation goes on going on. Meanwhile, the number 12 story is Louisville must vacate basketball title and NCAA denies their appeal. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Louisville picked up in the last big dragnet that caught a lot of players, a lot of coaches, and a lot of boosters tossing money around and doing it in the form of giving lots and lots of great endorsements to the teams and giving some of the money as a kickback to the kids. Louisville, of course, one of the big gets in the thing, having a ring that included hookers and drugs guiding guiding getting the coach rick Pitino fired the only thing that could essentially get him fired now louisville has to give up their basketball title that they won uh somewhat fair and squarely at least some people believe it some people aren't so sure about that but this goes to the title that goes to the division one men's basketball program from the ncla tournament all the way back in 2013 now the big issue with that is it's as if the game was never played. Louisville gives up all of its wins, gives up its title, but the team that lost to the Cardinals does not get the title in its sense. It's like the year didn't even happen. That's how we have to make these things roll these ways. Going on to the number 13 story. Picture of coatless Jennifer Lawrence and her male co-stars is shocking people. And this is for two reasons. Number one, You've probably seen a picture online or pictures of her doing her photo shoot for her new movie, Red Sparrow. Number one, while she is a beautiful woman, she is fully, un well, not quite fully undressed, but the rest of her crew, the rest of the male co-stars are all wearing these big, thick coats because it's London and it's cold and they're on a penthouse. And you would think that she, of course, is in a nice-looking, sleek black dress that's real slimming and it shows off a lot of the chest and a good slit down the legs and all that stuff. So she's looking pretty sexy while the guys are looking pretty scruffy. And it's cold up there. So number one, why is Jennifer Lawrence not wearing a coat? And number two, why do these dudes get to take these pictures in, you know, scruffy old clothes? And Jennifer Lawrence, because she's a woman, has to wear a nice pretty party dress on top of a roof in London. This is not so much me doing commentary. This is pretty much an actual question why is she standing on a rooftop in a party dress while these dudes are wearing scruffy clothes and coats that's a legitimate question i think i have the right to ask that question going on to the next story that being the number 14 of this week kentucky democrat wins special election to reclaim seat after lawmakers suicide i'm about to get this in as quickly as possible because we are running out of time but let me give you the kind of quick details on this one so the wife of the Representative Kentucky Representative Dan Johnson uh, was running to or wanting to keep his the seat in the family, if you will. She wanted to take over the seat for Dan Johnson. He killed himself last year amid allegations of sexual assault. Uh, so she tried to keep the seat in the house, and they do that a lot of times. When you lose a person to, well, lose a lot, lose their life. 
you can sort of appoint people to different things. Because of the allegations, things were kind of iffy there. And in this case, the iffy part was enough to overturn it. Uh, they were able to give the seat back to Linda Belcher, who, of course, was running against Johnson uh, before the election. She, he, she actually lost to Johnson in the last election. We will see if this will be a big change for major politics, but we do know that it's a really big deal for Kentucky state politics as they are working that the state representative having the seat overturned. Would that happen on the national scene? Well, we had a bunch of stuff going on when we had things going on in Alabama, but that finally got, well, I won't say fixed, but it finally got taken care of. And the number 15 story this week, in Army movement, teachers are asking to be armed, not with guns. Movements are pretty easy these days, and hashtags are pretty simple, but this is one that's also sparking a debate from the shooting that happened last week. And so President Trump has proposed arming teachers, in fact, giving them more money to be uh, extra security guards for schools during events like this. The teachers, not exactly thrilled with the idea, came up with a hashtag, a movement, which is arm me with, and they are posting things that they want to be armed with. And mostly what they're asking for is things like school supplies or extra money for being a teacher or a way to get their kids back and forth from different events. They're not asking for guns. They don't really want to be armed by being armed. They want to be armed with more power, more authority, more ability to do things and more freedom to teach good stuff. That's what they'd rather be lugging around as opposed to guns. And we are down to the last 60 seconds of this week, so I'm just going to wrap it up here saying thank you again. Let me just say thank you like 12 times in a row. This time I'll just say it twice. Thank you for being a part of the conversation, listening, and, of course, following us all week on social media with the Facebook and the Twitter. This is Conversation on Facebook and at TH underscore Conversation on Twitter. Make sure you're in on all the conversations all week long, so make sure we have the best stories listed in the order that you choose from the week and the podcast. Stop by the website for many great features, including a chance to rank the stories the way you like to in the rankings game and so, so, so much more. We need you. We love you. We can't do this without you. So thank you for being here and tell a few other folks so they can get in on the great conversations. Back again next week for hopefully another great week of news conversations and maybe some funny conversations as well from This is Conversations Weekly Wrap-Up Show.